Thank you for tuning in to the Why Marketing Podcast. My guest today is Hugh Forrest, the Chief Programming Officer at South by Southwest. Welcome to the show, Hugh. Thanks, Rusty. Right. It's great to be here. Uh, congrats on wrapping up another successful South by Southwest Festival. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're extremely proud of what we did in 2019 and uh, excited to move forward on 2020 soon. Have you had a chance to decompress yet? <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, the, the pattern that we try to follow at this point is we will, you know, spend two, two and a half months uh, reviewing feedback of what went right and what needs improvement from the previous year's event. That takes us to pretty much late May. Uh, and at that point, we kind of turn the corner and start pushing all of our attention to the next year's event, 2020 event. So uh, still have a little more review of, of good and bad from 2019 or good and not so good. And then we um, uh, again, begin to push forward in the new year. And that gives us a pretty long runway to uh, work with. I would imagine those post-mortems uh, after a festival like that it has to be really, really important to get the feedback from not only your sponsors, but the, the guests reviewing kind of what works well. Is there certain things that you see from this past one you're, you were kind of surprised by? Uh, I'm not sure I could say there are things that we're surprised by, but definitely, you know, reading through feedback in various formats, you get a completely different picture of the event than the, the picture that you, uh, that you had as an organizer on site. Um, and that's, kind of a factor of, of human nature. It's also a factor of how large South by Southwest has been fortunate enough to grow to over the last several years. Uh, I've, I've done this enough times that I should know or should understand that there is a kind of cycle here, but it always surprises me nonetheless. And that cycle is that you tend to get a lot of very good and positive feedback on site. And then afterwards, when you start reading more of what you got in via email or other channels, you learn more about the problems. <laughs> you go from kind of being elated with, uh, oh, wow, we really, you know, knocked the cover off the ball this time to uh, a, a more nuanced or more reasonable or more good and bad understanding of the event. But that's, that's a good thing in terms of understanding that the event may have gone well, um, but there's still a whole lot of things that need to be improved on and can be a little bit depressing or demoralizing at times reading some of that not so positive feedback, but again, I think it's a good, uh, a good part of the process. Uh, yeah. I mean, lessons learned. I mean, that's what it's all about. How do you improve if you don't know what, what you, needs to be worked on? Uh, exactly. And particularly in terms of doing an event, uh, there are so many components to it. And as an organizer, you can only know so much of it. It, it really, you need to try to understand or experience the event as much as possible through the eyes of, of the attendees and particularly attendees who may not have had as positive ex an experience as you would have liked. So uh, again, that feedback is an important thing. And I think over the years, we've done a lot of, with that, with that feedback, both positive and negative, and it's helped us improve a lot. But again, it is always a reminder that uh, as good as you think you are, you have a long, long way to go to, to get to where you really want to be. Where is that? Where is that perfect spot for South by Southwest? I mean, in 30 years, you've been there, right? You've been there, what, 30 years? Yeah. That yeah. perfect spot for South by Southwest is the fictional mic drop where everything went perfect and you can just uh, walk off the stage and say, I'm done. I don't have any more work here. But uh, 
that is uh, mythical and fictional and uh, will never, ever happen. Uh, I think that more realistically, um, you know, you're, you're trying to every year uh, make it such that uh, significantly more people have a positive experience than a um, less than positive uh, experience. Certainly the, the way that we've measured that, as with a lot of businesses measuring that, uh, in recent years is our NPS net promoter score. And we're happy to see that has increased a lot in the last few years. And, you know, uh, want to see it increase even more after the 2020 event. It's a big festival, but you basically, it takes over almost the entire downtown district, if not more, uh, during that, those two weeks. It, a lot of what we do. Um, yes happens in uh, major venues ranging from the Austin Convention Center to the Hilton Hotel to the Fairmont, the JW Marriott, the Four Seasons, what is now the Line Hotel. And that, that uh, again, as you say, encompasses a lot of the downtown area. What we've also seen tremendous growth in in the last 5, 10, 15 years is more and more official or unofficial events that are happening in other venues in the downtown area, in, in bars, in restaurants, on street corners. Um, and that truly does give, give you this feel that Southwest Southwest has taken over much of the downtown area of Austin. And if you're a part of Southwest Southwest and, uh, or a registrant, an attendee, uh, that's part of the magic of the event. Certainly, if you're an Austin resident who is struggling with some of the traffic that, that that creates, maybe that's not so magical an experience, but there you go. Yeah, I'm one of those Austin residents that's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel for you. <laughs> I feel for you a lot. Of course, we're down there enjoying a lot of it, so it kind of makes it a little bit easier, but still, it is definitely a challenge to get around. Um, so, so you were the very first full-time employee. For the festival, correct? Uh, yeah, someone told me, um, I don't know, six months ago, I should call myself the founding employee. So I, I don't really know that that's a term, but it sounds kind of fun. I was, yes, I was the first full-time year-round employee for the event. And that was way back in, you know, 1989 or so. So you're basically the patriarch. <laughs> I hope there's a better patriarch than me, but uh, there you go. Yes. Well, clearly, uh, I don't know. You, you really look at the success, it seems like it's been under pretty good stewardship. So it's pretty impressive to see. I mean, when I was in school in the early 90s at UT, it was just really a music festival. In 94, I think you added film. In 95, it became interactive as well. Yeah, we started in 1987. South by Southwest started in 1987 as a music-only event. In 1994, we added what was then film and multimedia. And then uh, eventually that multimedia name transitioned, quote unquote, to interactive. And more recently, we added in a comedy element. We've added in an education element. And the interactive portion of the event particularly has grown to expand, to expand and cover a lot of other industries. And that uh, I think that kind of makes sense in that there's a technological backbone to uh, almost everything we do at this point. Certainly back to your previous question about when I came on board, I mean, I, I certainly had no conception, understanding that this event 
could or would grow to the size and scale that it's been fortunate enough to grow to. And I am still surprised that, that we've grown that big. But, uh, you know, it is testimony to a lot of the creativity that we are all involved with here in Austin, Texas. Uh, Austin is a very, very creative city. The line between the creativity that we promote and espouse at South by Southwest and the line between the creativity that we promote and espouse in Austin is very thin. Uh, you know, I don't know that, that you could be quite as successful as we've been lucky enough to be in any other city. So Austin is a big part of what we do, and I think we're a big part of what uh, one of the many things that makes Austin, in turn, very special. I would agree, because when I'm out traveling, people are like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Austin or something. They're like, oh, my gosh, I was there. I went to South by Southwest like three years ago. I loved it. But, you know, it's, it's funny how it gets kind of woven into the, the fabric of really what the city, some of those unique elements of the city. Yeah, I think we've been a been able to shine a very, very bright spotlight on the creativity that happens here 365 days a year. Uh, but as you said, a lot of people come to Austin for the event or they read about it or they see YouTube videos about it. And it gives them, it gives a real marker to the city that didn't quite exist before. But you know, I also don't want to, to uh, overplay our hand here. There, there are so many things that make Austin a very special city. We are uh, simply one of them, and we're very fortunate to, to be here and uh, to uh, pull all this creativity together in March for an event that, um, that a lot of people get a lot of enjoyment and a lot of benefit from. So what did you want to do when you were 32 years ago? What was it that you wanted to do? Uh, at that point, I was trying to get a alternative newspaper off the ground, or I'd gotten an alternative newspaper off the ground. It was called the Austin Challenger. It was a monthly publication, or supposed to be a monthly publication. I always say that, or often say it was an alternative publication, not because of its politics, but because of its publishing schedule, because we never were quite monthly. We were like two out of every three months. But at that point, I wanted to be a writer, and I still kind of want to be a writer when I grow up, but I haven't quite grown up yet, so, so there. You can blog. <laughs> that too. Yeah, I guess, that, I guess that's somewhat writing, right? So then how did you end up over at South by Southwest? Uh, I ended up, or, or I kind of made my way to South by Southwest because I knew a lot of the, the principles of the Austin Chronicle. We were you know, very friendly competitors in the sense that we were both these kind of small publications. That said, they were a hundred times bigger than than my little publication was, so it wasn't any threat to them. But I got hired on to South by Southwest because I had moved into the realm of desktop publishing, which was a way to to uh, minimize bills. And and so at that point, I had a computer and they didn't. And that's always the funny story that that's why I got hired because I had the computer and they needed a computer. So. Uh, again, the importance of having the right hardware at the right time cannot be overestimated. So you got hired because you had a computer. Then you end up there. Did you imagine being there? Was it just like, okay, I'll be there for a few years and I'm going to go back to doing writing or it's going to be this long of a journey? Uh, I definitely did not envision as long a journey as it has been. And uh, it was a uh, cool job to have. Uh, but again, I don't think any of us, uh, when we were there in the early years, uh, could have imagined the the growth that 
um, South by Southwest has been fortunate enough to to realize and that that it could become a um, a career for myself and and the you know the 150 other people who now work here. So uh, I've certainly been a part of many what I thought were good ideas that that didn't get off the ground or didn't succeed. Um, this is one of the pretty good ideas that that did succeed. So need to need to have that success. Do you think it was just the maturity of Austin combined with the moves that y'all made that really allowed that growth to happen? Uh, you know, you added it was that multimedia which became interactive right about the time the internet was really starting to come along. I remember being at the very I don't know if it was probably ninety six, ninety seven, and there was like just a few rooms that seemed like at the convention center. You know, that was making it up. And I, I think the well, last time we talked, we talked about it, probably it's just about you know what is the web type seminars. Yeah, well, I think that South by Southwest has been smart enough, fortunate enough, lucky enough to be right at the epicenter of some of the big kind of fundamental uh, plates of of where we are in Austin. If you think about the event starting in 1987 and being a music-only event, and that was when the music scene was particularly strong in Austin. It's still strong now, but I would say from a relative perspective, probably stronger in the late 80s, early 90s. You had Antones really going. Yeah. You had places like Liberty Lunch, where which are no longer. Zonarosa. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Uh, in 1994, you began to see this burgeoning film scene out of Austin with people like Robert Rodriguez and Rick Linkletter. South by Southwest was able to tap into that. You also had... Uh, Dell computers had been around a while, but more to the point, you were getting people who were spinning off of Dell with uh, investment money to put into this new idea called startups. And we were kind of the right place, the right time on that. Also uh, with this multimedia slash interactive event in a really good spot when all this content from the music side and film side began to, to push into a digital sphere. So again, lucky to be in the right place at the right time or smart to be in the right place at the right time, however you want to spin that. I think that moving forward, we are doing more health and med tech content at South by Southwest. And I think that makes sense um, on a lot of, lot of different levels. First, we see so much technology at this point that has a health and med tech tie-in. Think of your Apple Watch that uh, is having more and more functionality, but also think that, uh, you know, the impact of the Dell Medical Center here in Austin and this idea that Austin will begin to get or has begun to get more health tech, biotech, med tech, startups, established businesses that create its own ecosystem around Dell Medical Center. And so, again, I think that South by Southwest is uh, smart and will reflect uh, more of that in our program. And I always say that, you know, South by Southwest is a strong reflection of what is hot and what is trending in Austin. And uh, again, I think that uh, one of the things that we're seeing really begin to pop is that health and med tech industry vertical, however you want to phrase that. I think it seems to also be pretty popular about what's everywhere else because people have really launched brands, new products, movies. It's that it place. Well, certainly we have been lucky enough to get a lot of uh, media people coming to Austin for South by Southwest. We have a lot of thought leaders coming to Austin for South by Southwest. And uh, it is a great place or platform for people who have a, a new film, a new band, a new book, 
a new startup to, uh, as you say, launch at the event or get a big push at the event. They can meet, you know, 30 people in the space of two days that it might otherwise uh, take them three or four weeks to meet, 30 people who can push that new project forward. And so, and, and that's uh, one of the, the big values that we can give to participants, creators, innovators who are part of South by Southwest is just that, that platform, which um, has a exaggerated effect in terms of uh, getting a strong message out there. Uh, unfortunately, too, there's a lot of hotel rooms now here in Austin. <laughs> yeah, you know, as a as a longtime Austinite, I'm have a little bit of a of a mixed feelings when I think that uh, you know uh, this is a place that used to be a really cool <laughs> taqueria. This is a place that used to be a really cool blah blah blah, but it's now a hotel. As a event organizer, we certainly need uh, more hotel rooms and more meeting room space for events like South by Southwest and the many, many other events that now come to Austin to, uh, to take part, to enjoy that, that Austin vibe. Having all those rooms now coming online, it seems like it's only going to get bigger then. We've uh, enjoyed having new venues such as the Fairmont, as the, uh, such as the JW Marriott. We'll see another wave of hotel rooms come online for 2020 and 2021. Uh, but I think you also have to be clear that the goal is always to produce a quality event as opposed to producing an event that simply stresses quantity. Quality and quantity uh, are often somewhat in opposition. And uh, I think we've always felt that if we produce a quality event, if we uh, pay as much attention to detail, if we uh, produce a quality experience with as many of our attendees as possible, the quantity factor will take care of itself. So how do you select all the different keynotes? Well, how's the magic there done? <laughs> um, I'm glad it looks the outside like magic. To the inside, it is a lot of long, painstaking work, arguing, debate, discussion. Uh, again, we're starting on that process for keynotes or for featured speakers. Uh, typically, uh, how that process works is a staff member will, will suggest a person. This is why we should have this person, why they make sense, and, and we'll discuss, argue, debate the value of this person, whether they make sense for South by Southwest. If that given person gets out of the, you know, that committee, so to speak, then we will do an outreach. Hopefully we have some kind of connection to the, to the uh, a person, although it, in many cases it is kind of a cold call. And uh, sometimes it works where they say, that sounds great. I'm uh, very excited to be involved with South by Southwest. I can make it work. Other times or, or more often than not, it's uh, I'm flattered to be invited, but I've already got a commitment in for next March. So call me again next year. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're knocking on a lot of doors, getting some rejections, getting some things that won't work from a time frame. But the more doors you knock on, the, the, the more yeses you eventually get and you begin to build up what is hopefully a, um, a lineup of uh, very compelling innovators, entrepreneurs, creators, filmmakers, documentarians, musicians, comedians, all kinds of people who have that bottom line of creativity. And that's what our audience craves. And again, that's what makes so much sense in a city like Austin, that creativity focus. So it's a long process, basically. It is a long process. Um, 
and and that's a good thing. I, I think the that uh, generally, whether it's South by Southwest or any other pursuit, that the more attention, the more uh, focus, the more debate you you have about a given decision, the better outcome you're ultimately going to have. So so again, that long process is a strength, uh, is a feature, not a flaw. What's next, just from a planning standpoint, is there something you're pretty excited about, like it's coming down the road either this year or in future years? Well, I think we uh, will have a lot of the same general kinds of focus in 2020 that we had in 2019. So again, a lot of interest in AI, a lot of interest in uh, future transportation, whether that be scooters or whether that be the Hyperloop or whether that be next generation commercial aircraft. Uh, Again, we have a lot of interest in health tech, med tech, biotech. I think what's also fascinating from a positive and not so positive standpoint is that we're, we're in a interesting spot with technology in 2019 and 2020, where more people are more cognizant that technology can do a lot of great things, but the technology has some significant downsides. Uh, I think you can sum that up with saying in a post Cambridge analytical world, we are more hesitant about the benefits of social media than ever before. That was certainly a big, big theme at South by Southwest 2019. I think that will continue to be a big, big theme at South by Southwest 2020. Another big theme we had in 2019 was having a lot of the political candidates, uh, the 2020 presidential candidates here. I think we'll see that again um, next spring, where again, the candidates found um, a lot of the same advantages of South by Southwest that other kinds of uh, people, kinds of businesses have seen with this event, where it's a great way to reach a lot of people in a very short time uh, period of time, either with their message or also with one of the other things that candidates need to do, which is raise money. So again, I think we'll see a lot more of that next spring. If you go back over your 30 years, if you were to give yourself one piece of advice that you think, oh, wow, that would have really saved me a headache here, or, you know, help you do it better, what would that be? I think the biggest piece of advice to given my younger self is to realize that it is a slow process to build anything of value, but that again, that the, the having a slow process is a good thing. You know, there, there were many, many years, uh, particularly from when we launched what was then multimedia in 1994 and the next 10 years, we really, really struggled. Um, and it was, incredibly frustrating to uh, put together what we thought was a good event on the multimedia side and just not quite get uh, the the kind of traction we thought we should get. But ultimately kind of the switch began to flip around 2004 and we started experiencing some tremendous growth in retrospect, you know, that those slow years uh, gave us some pretty good preparation for the, for the very strong years. But again, the advice, would have given to my younger self and would given to would give to all entrepreneurs of all stripes is that persistence, patience can often overcome long odds and, and various other challenges. You've got to be really committed to something, You've got to work really long and hard hours. But if you can put in that kind of dedication, something pretty good sometimes or often comes out the other end. And that's uh, where, again, we've luck, been lucky enough to be with South by Southwest. Was there ever a point that you were like, you know what, 
Ah, uh, we're not doing the multi. Or this is done. We're just going to just go back to music and film and focus there. Uh, there were many, many points like that where I just did not see where the light at the end of the tunnel was. You know, I remember on many, many occasions talking, discussing, arguing with my boss, um, Roland, and saying, why are we doing this multimedia thing? Why are we doing this interactive thing? And we've got this, we got rock stars over here. We've got movie stars over here. And all I got over here is these geeks, which no one cares anything about. And <clears throat> Roland would always say, you know, okay, well, try it one more year. And let's see if we have some growth. And, and he was much more understanding than I was, or than a lot of people that, again, we had this kind of digital focused event, we would be in a really good spot when the music all started to go to MP3s, when the, the, the films went from <laughs> reels to VCRs to digital files. Uh, and lo and behold, we were, we, we, we uh, were in a perfect spot to take advantage of this, this digital future. Uh, it, it may have come a little bit taking a little more time to get there than, than what was initially planned. But uh, again, the end result was pretty strong and pretty special and really need to be involved with that. So patience, be patient. <laughs> patience is a virtue that uh, we all wish we could have more of, but inevitably yields good results. You know, I think you having patience for those 30 years has helped make South by Southwest what it is. I think everybody's better for it, especially here in Austin. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you for the nice words. I mean, it's, it's, Absolutely. Been a, it's been a pleasure and a privilege to be involved with this thing. And again, what I do is much less important than, than what we all do in Austin to make this place a very, very community, a very, very creative community. Let's keep it up. Absolutely. Oh, good. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to visit with us. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck with the 2020 festival. Great, Rusty. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, I look forward to talking more in the future. I do as well. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>